Hello and welcome to the crazy world of Absolute Bedlam podcast. My name is Ben and I interview people from all around the world, from all walks of life, about interesting topics such as being an actor, musician, personal trainer, video game developer, you name it, I've probably had a chat with them. So my main background is music but I'm looking to get basically anyone from YouTube, Twitch, you name it, put them in touch with me and I'll have a chat, like I say. Um, Recently done a flurry of veteran episodes, so if you want to check that out, that's a slightly different thing called Tales from the Trenches with my friend and editor, John Belfield. But enough of that, I'm here to just introduce the episodes and just say, if anyone wants to help me out by donating to Kofi, which is a donation service which is available at www.kofi, which is ko-fi.com forward slash Absolute Bedlam Podcast. If you go to that website, you'll be able to donate a minimum of £3 to me. You can donate what you want and you can also set recurring payments, but I don't, you know, if you want to, then that's fair enough. But, you know, just do what you can, if you can, that sort of thing. Um, donations really, really help me out because this takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of energy, especially when I'm sorting out US people to podcast with and interview, etc. So every little helps really, really genuinely. It means I can really put some time into this and really like make it as good as I can possibly get. Um, I'm currently on the lookout for a webcam, as I've mentioned several times now, um, And that's a £70 product. So all of the donations that come from this Ko-Fi, Ko-Fi, will go towards that £70 webcam. Um, I don't like asking people for money, but if you're enjoying the episodes, say you've listened to more than two or three episodes the whole way through and you're enjoying it and you like what you hear, then a donation would massively be appreciated. Um, Right, I'm going to stop waffling and I'm going to let you enjoy the episode. But yeah, cheers guys, keep it bedlam, and I'll speak to you all soon. Take care, bye. Haircuts, we all need them. Sometimes they can be a bit of a chore. Sometimes it feels like you're on a bit of a conveyor belt, and the person at the end of the haircut puts that mirror up, and you kind of look at them like, oh God. But we go along with it because we're British, right? We all know what that's like. So, Dom. At Babylon Barbers, you'll feel right at home with a relaxed vibe and a professional experience all round. With both veteran and sends discount, Dom has time for absolutely everyone, as everyone deserves that fresh haircut feeling. Supporting the local community is a huge part of the job, so go see Dom and get more than just a haircut. I use Dom myself, I couldn't be happy with the results, he'll trim your beard, he'll trim your eyebrows, all that stuff. Right, back to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Absolute Bedlam podcast. We've made it, Ollie. We've made it. After 20 minutes of keeping you waiting to set up the new microphone. Yeah. Four or five months of actually planning this. I remember when I told you that I did podcasts, and you were like, who have you had on? And I was like, oh, I just had Brenda from Wheatus, and... You basically stopped the van that you were driving. I went, what, what about? <laughs> yeah. There we go. Now we're here. Now we're here. We're doing it. Yeah. 
we're yeah. going to get that fatuous sponsorship as well. Because Yeah, I'll make sure I get that in. That Tatcher's Haze. There we go. There you go. Beautiful. It's, it's going to kind of split up into two parts, this sort of interview slash just conversation. Um, one is how we met, and two yep. is your musical ventures. So you are a very, very busy man, in my opinion, in the music space, especially around Weymouth and surrounding areas. Yeah. So uh, what band are you in, and how can uh, we check you out? Uh, I'm in the Lego Men. Um, so we play... We play all over Dorset, really, and, and a bit in France. We, we tour the Alps uh, when we can every year. Obviously, we haven't been during COVID, but we managed to get back out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do like a little Alps tour, and then we go to Nice and play in a place called Wayne's Bar down in the south of France. Um, so we do that every year. We, we get the opportunity to do it like t- t- two or three times a year, but it's depending on what's going on with families and stuff. Yeah, um, played loads of weddings. Um, yeah, and just play. We got a really cool gig on the beach, on Weymouth Beach, um, just during the school holidays. So we're down there. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, Apple Music, which was iTunes back in the day. But um, yeah, yeah. So we've got, we did loads of stuff like that, like original stuff. So that's that's all on the internet. It's loads of stuff on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it is busy, but it's good. Yeah, grind. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. How long has the Lego Man been going? It's ten years. Fuck it's ten God. years this year. Yeah. So it's... it started off just like an acoustic duo. It was me and Billy Hutchinson. Um, we were, we were, we were terrible, but we enjoyed it. We really enjoyed. I remember we we when we started kicking, we phoned each other up and go. Mate, you're not going to believe it. Like, what? I've got us 50 quid. I'm like, oh, wow. Is that, how long we got to play? Mate, it's just three hours. Yeah. Three hours, 25 quid each. We'd be buzzing. We'd be absolutely buzzing. Yeah, Obviously, times have changed now, but... Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were crap, but um, we just kept at it, and we kept gigging nonstop. We were just gigging solidly, especially like, through the summer, because you had, especially Weymouth, so good for it. Mm. There was, like, some... We do a, a pub gig on, on the quay and then like, um, so we do that for two hours. Two hours later, we'd be up on the seafront, uh, Lazy Lizard, like a, a late night venue. Yeah. You just plug straight into their PA, play for another two hours. Sorted. Yeah, we be doing that every week. So, but yeah, and then the band grew pretty much. We went to America and saw like loads of um, bands that influenced, that influenced us to write original stuff. Um, did a little tour like through um, Nashville and um, Memphis, New Orleans. Um, where else did we go? I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then, then we're here. We are today. Yeah, and we're still still going. But the band's bigger. Remember the first band that I joined? We played a jam night and we got a tenor. <laughs> yeah. I think I was yeah. Like, what the fuck you can get paid for doing you can get, yeah and i was yeah. like that's like my bus journey home <laughs> yeah oi. have a beer yeah. get in yeah we did we just do it for love we do it for fun and then it kind of cascades into being like professional 
yeah want to do this for the rest of my life sort of thing you know yeah there's kind of there's a there's a line isn't it? it's like you know i really enjoy it so the moment it becomes work i know i've gone too far into it yeah and i have had to dial it back that's the good thing i think about having a job mm. and doing music because yeah. it's it separates them so and because there's there the separation is fast isn't it it's it's yeah. totally different but i think it's good to have that separation because I, I did it like two or three years just doing music yeah. and it's just it's, it's now work isn't it and you're like well to me it's the perpetual waiting so mm. you get to a venue you sound check you load in you kind of just exist for like four or five hours and you yeah. kind of go in a little bit into like Reading or Croydon wishing that you fucking hadn't because you're about to get mugged and you <laughs> go into like KFC and you're like, I could have had this in Weymouth. Yeah. You also don't want to venture out too far because you've got a gig to play. You've got to get back. Yeah. Like yeah. I had an episode recently with a guy uh, called Derek from the walk show, shout out Derek. And he said, being a musician is hurry up and wait. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hurry up and wait. Then yeah. it's just complete, you know, setting up your merch stand and all that sort of stuff. But it is fun in it. It's good fun. It is, mate, yeah. I think ultimately um, it's the people you do it with as well, I, I guess. Like, you know, we were we played football before we started playing music. So it yeah. was one of those, yeah. So we're, we're like, we're, we're more friends than anything else. But I mean, there was, there's gigs like, uh, so like you say, like when we went up to London and stuff like that to play, it was just the drive-in and yeah, like you say, the sound check, the waiting around. It is effort, but there's there's a payoff there somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's the most recent gig that you've played as a Lego man and what's the next gig that you're playing? Um, we recently just played Bath and West show on the Pilton stage. Mm -hmm. um, and our next one is a, like, um, I think it's, it's a just a pub gig in... Um, Stir, Sturminster. Yeah. Um, it's like the whole town, every time we play there, the whole town turn up. And it's like one pub with a huge like back garden with a marquee. And uh, every time we play there, it's just absolutely packed. So yeah, he's putting on like a summer one with a barbecue and ribs sort of nice. vibe. So yeah, that's where we are next. Lovely. Yeah, it's and it's pretty much like we're pretty well, we're booked up till November now. Hey, you like me. Uh, yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah 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 cool so just for the people out there obviously there are people outside of weymouth listen to this yeah Every single time i've ever mentioned you guys in weymouth everyone's like oh i know them so uh yeah yeah don't listen to that bit guys just jump like a minute ahead um what would you say your sound is because from my perspective you're quite modular that like you can do acoustic shows you can just yeah. do others or you can just do originals or you can blend them all together yeah we're pretty much it, that's why we get so many gigs i think um and the the band's able to sort of separate down from a four piece to a trio to a duo to a solo or two or three solo acts like different solo acts so i mean we um, and we all like different stuff mm. um i mean i love radiohead and like you know, metal and and loads of other stuff. We like, well, like massively grunge, like you know, yeah. um, and yeah. So it's nice to be able to play that sort of stuff. But then you also, it's kind of like 
especially around Weymouth or when you're playing to uh, such a diverse crowd, you have to kind of have, you know, the, the bangers or whatever, the popular stuff or, the, you know, the stuff for the older generation or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, um, so so nailing down a sound would be pretty tricky. But with the original stuff, I'd say like it's kind of a um, like a Kings of Leon sound, really. Like, um, um, yeah, so like country rock with some harmonies and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, love it. There we go. Yeah. Who else is in a Lego man? Um, so I've mentioned Billy Hutchinson before. Um, he, he's the front man, or one of the front men. Um, we've got Ben Del Plank, who's a bass player, like fantastic musician. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely the best musician in the band, without a doubt. And then, um, yeah, Josh, uh, Josh Ellis, the drummer. Nice. Shout out, you boys. Ben fucking ages. I remember speaking to you about <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was in your band. And I was yeah. like, there's this fucking guy in Weymouth. <laughs> <laughs> he only has one bass. Yeah. And I was, he's still got the same fucking bass. Yeah, <laughs> this guy had the audacity to put out a Facebook message saying, can I borrow a bass because mine's in for service? And I had like at one point I had like fucking eight bases, mm -hmm. way too much, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah he still got the one base, mate. Hilarious. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Are you still got some bases? Yeah, I've still got one. I'll show you quickly. Okay. Ooh. It's not that clear. Oh yeah. Ivanes. Oh nice. Yep. They never email me back, the bastards. But yeah, I've got oh. two. I've got an Ibanez ATK and an Ibanez BTB, which is like one there. Nice. I don't really touch them much more anymore. But You're too busy, mate. Now and then when I get a little bit of inspiration or Joe Satriani releases a new album or something like that, then I'm slapping away and realising why I stopped. Yeah. But I am busy. <laughs> I'm fucking busy. You are busy, mate, see? Uh, yeah, there we go. So, a stupid question. Mm. Have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> no. Fair I still right. haven't tried it. No. Nah. Something about it scares me. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Joe Rogan. you tried it? No. no. I, I don't know. Nah, bro. I don't I, know. I, it's I, so much through Joe Rogan that I don't feel that I need to have it. No. I, well, the thing is, if you have it, at least then you'll have an argument and Joe, <laughs> Joe could just say absolutely anything. Yeah. Listen, while I'm on DMT, I get that too. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Yeah. 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 My second. No, I, go on, sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, that shit's good. It scares the crap out of me. I don't think that's such a My second silly question is, do you think movies are like films? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but better. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd say a bit of a context to that. When I first met Ollie, we were both working at a place and we were both driving up and down Dorset. And some of the vans didn't have Bluetooth so we were just playing the podcast through the phone and some of these trips were like three hours long sort of round trip weren't they in total so yeah. able to get through a whole Joe Rogan podcast but um yeah you're just your laugh and everything just makes me <laughs> like I only worked at Dorset show homes for like three and a half weeks but the amount of like deep conversations that we had whilst we were driving oh, it was brilliant wasn't it it yeah. was brilliant we could like help each other out because I'll drive there and you'll drive back rather than yeah. the whole thing in one hit. But 
yeah, yeah. It's good fun. I think uh, I, that's a, J- J- Rogan's a good, a good like level of like that. You get someone on. Like, yeah. remember when we watched the um, Billy Corgan one? Yeah, yeah. And he just comes out and goes, "Yeah, I was like, uh, I ended up owning the whole like wrestling federation or something." And I was like, "What the fuck yeah. is he on about?" And then his dad having like being a drug dealer and Chicago. all this crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps break the ice, I think. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. But yeah, shout out to Dorset Show Homes. Shout out DSH Posse. Can yeah. you still you can still see DSH? Can you got <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I still can't say it, yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, they helped me out. So um it was nice to uh do something different outside of uh, IT. Yeah, man. Keep myself afloat rather than staring at a wall. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out. Um right, so I've got a guest fan question for you. Awesome. Which is from someone that you know, but he wants right. to be anonymous because he's scared that he's gonna get 64 DMs. Right. So to what extent do you believe that you have the skills to perform your job effectively? If you could give the following options, that would be great. Not at all. To some extent, very much so, or I don't. (laughs) (laughs) To some extent. Yeah. Not at all. That's definitely an office quote. So I'll have to find. Yeah. Cheers, deck. Forever winning it. Yeah, right. Oh, shit. (laughs) And... What was the last thing that I wanted to ask you before we go to a quick break? Because uh, Zoom wants my money after 40 minutes. Oh, wow. I'm getting it. Um, favourite video game console? Right, that is tricky. So it, I'll be torn between two because I'm allowed. It's a SNES. So when I was growing up, so I was old enough to have even like the first Nintendo. And then I had the SNES, which was amazing because that had street fighter and all that stuff on it yeah. but then uh the 64 came out and there was goldeneye on it um and i definitely definitely wasted some years on that mm-hmm. uh but i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go for the snares because that's i spent most of, you know that was the peak time of a video game for me but yeah 64 all the way for me was it yeah. i think it's bond yeah bond was so good yeah yeah um, came across a random fact earlier. Obviously, it's from the internet, so I don't know how true it is, but apparently the PS2, when you start it up, I don't know if you remember, but there's like towers and blocks and yeah, and like go into the game. Apparently, those towers and blocks are your saved data on your memory card. Wow, I didn't know that. Fuck knows if that's real or not, but... No, is that a fact? Yeah, that sounds like a weird fact. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. This is why people listen to this, apparently. <laughs> um, tricky question before the break, because I know okay. that it can take you a long time. Top three yeah. slash five albums. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Appetite for Destruction. Is it, and I'm, they're, they're in no particular, so I can't put one at the top. They're just going to have to be top five-ish. Yeah. Appetite for Destruction. Smells Like Teen Spirit. Um, okay, computer. Yeah, you um, Oh man, just have to look down here. I don't ask so much, do I? No, you don't. Um, Slim Shady LP. Yeah. And 
Let's have a look for one here. Uh, mm, come around sundown by Kings of Leon. So that's five. Yeah. Is that an album, Kings of Leon. Is that the name of the album? Yeah, no, it's Come Around Sundown. All no, right. Yeah. yeah. I that one. I know, yeah. aka Shake Heartbreak. Yeah, it's um, that one. All right. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Audio listeners now by not seeing that album artwork. There you go. You what, mate? The out the audio listeners of this episode. Oh yeah, they won't see that. So head on over the fucking YouTube where I need hundred subscribers by the end of this working week. Otherwise, I'm just gonna fucking stop because none of you deserve this. To be completely honest. <laughs> but, but yeah, they're only joking. <laughs> um, what else do I know? Only by the night. Yeah, that's a banger. Because of the times. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other albums that Kings of Leon have done. Uh, they got oh, Walls. Yeah. Only by the nights have met the, the people. Most people know that one. Yeah, they got really, really big, didn't they? Really big, yeah. But I mean, it's just so. I mean, it, some people. I, I was talking to this guy, and he's like, "That's nah, crap," but. If you listen, if you're a bass player, or you like know good drums and you know good bass, like those guys, because the guitar doesn't really do a lot. They lead guitar, but the fucking rhythm section's insane. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, um, bro. Favorite video game, and what was your childhood memory? Your first introduction into the video game world. Oh wow! So my favorite game would have been. Um, Oh, do you remember there was a game called Star Fox? Yeah. I was a huge fan of Star Fox. I used to be able to just sit on it and play it. I used to be able to complete it without losing a life. Fucking hell. I played it that much. It was like memory. Yeah. So that that for sure. And what was the second question? Just a favourite video game, either that you're playing at the moment or like if you've got an all-time favourite. That was my all-time favourite. I don't play video games anymore. I ain't got the time. I've got two kids and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that will probably do for the first half. We're going to go to a quick break. Yeah. Ollie, I'm going to send you another link. Cool. All right, bro. Started on another one, all right? Nice one, bro. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Archie Soul Male Grooming. My main sponsor for absolute bedman podcast i have been with archie soul since i think april last year and it's been such a good experience for me to go a bit back and forth with mark um give him some ideas he gives me some ideas for the podcast in return and it's a really nice relationship that i have with him i'm very very grateful to um get loads and loads of free samples from him and help grow his uh company at the same time so it's a nice little natural thing that we're doing i've got some notes here two seconds so archie soul men was created to bring some of the finest men's grooming products from around the world to the men of the uk not male models not instagram filters just the everyday bloke 
We do not sell ordinary, we sell outstanding products made by craftsmen who care, and these products really do work. Products that will make you feel great at work and at play. Clean and fresh with every use. So archiesoul.com is their website. Free shipping orders over £25. Get free shipping. No quibble, 30 days return guaranteed. All dispatch from the UK and an array of excellent five-star customer reviews on their website for you to have a look at if you want. US-based products, Archisol does the rest right here from the UK. Let them do the heavy lifting for you. Code Bedlam2022 will get you 20% off your total order, except for leather bags and razors. Some of the products include Duke Cannon, Anthony, Walton Wood Farm, Ace High, Darwin's Grooming. Just absolutely incredible products, incredible companies. Just check them out. They're incredible. Like I say, <laughs> I've said it three times. Beard oil, shower gel, deodorant, wallets, beard combs, notepads, leather bags, anything you want for all the males out there to feel a little bit more special. No plastic, no problem. Just a cardboard box for the goodies and environmentally friendly packaging for all of the safe transit. The shipping, like I've mentioned before, is incredible. I order stuff on Tuesday and I get it on Thursday. You can't ask for more than that, really. Uh, their website is on Shopify, so it's got all the latest payment options available. So, yeah, look good, feel great. Archie Soul, male grooming. Right, enjoy the episode and see you later. And we're back. So, what I've just realised is because... This is proper random, but it will all make sense in a sec. I have pet rats. Yes. So their food box perfectly fits my microphone. <laughs> so I don't have to have it by the side of me anymore. Epic. Believe it or not, people, I don't have my own studio. I have a spare room in my house, and this is where I do everything. Which is why you fucking people need to donate to my PayPal. All right? <laughs> get aggressive. Get aggressive. That always works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All it will do, all it will do is accelerate the begging because it's worked. So I'll just keep begging. Yeah. Listen, I've got rats and this is the food box. This is yeah. where it goes. It's fucking empty. My rats are going to die. Because- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the microphone goes in there. That's not the point, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I can't feed them the microphone. I bet, I bet they'll eat it. Yeah, they'll have a fucking good go, mate. Yeah, exactly. They'll eat anything, the little shits. Mm. But yeah, shout out to the rats. Um, right. So, Lego Men gigs in 10 years. Yeah. Can you think of one or two best gigs that you've played that have just completely blown your expectations out of the water? Yeah. Um... We went to, so it was the first time we went to the Alps. It was an Alps, so it was an Alps tour. And you sort of, you stay. So there's an agent out there and he's got a house. His name's Rich. Uh, shout out to Rich. It's at Bray Ski Bands. You go, you go there. You have to drive there. It's like a 16 hour drive from Weymouth to the Alps. Yeah. And you go through the tunnel and all that. Um, drive up there. We stayed in his house. He's like, right, there's, you've got, a month's worth of gigs and it's two gigs nearly every day it was 
it was like Jesus it's quite grueling and whatnot but um when you go to some of these places there's a place called Cocorico in Val d'Isere and you play on this stage that has like a huge window behind you like say like um it's like 10 foot so there's a big 10 foot window and then um in front of that is like a big wooden stage so you're basically looks like you're playing in a window above that is these like horns that come out that blow flames out the top and everyone it was really good snow and everyone had just come off the mountain and ben our bass player he only just joined the band he'd come out because um our old bass player unfortunately his brother passed away it was really poorly and was about to pass away and he had to go so ben then came out and i remember and i knew ben from before and so i had to you know i rang him up and said look you need to come out so he came out and he'd always wanted to play in the Alps. And I remember just turning around and, um, and we're looking back through this window and I see Ben and there's the valley, uh, the valley of uh, Val d'Isere. And um, you can just see mountains in the distance. Snow was coming down. Everyone around was really happy. It was just like, yeah, this is, that was definitely, and it's always stuck with me and Ben. We always talk about it yeah, when, we're, when we're smashed or whatever. But yeah, yeah, that was um, definitely one of the, one of the best ones. Yeah. Um, and we um, another one was uh, we supported a couple. We supported um, Fun Loving Criminals. Yeah. So I got to meet like um, Louis and and you know we played. Uh, we, that was really good to like sort of brush shoulders with those guys because really basically really been a cover band really. Um, we just like to party or whatever. And yeah, we got to so we got to meet those guys. We played with Dodgy. Got to meet those guys. So they've been some memorable gigs really. But um, yeah, that that one in Valdez Air was definitely um, definitely at the top. Love that. Yeah, real good, man. Fantastic. Have you got any like mental stories that you care to divulge? Because you all strike me as like people that are just up for a laugh, and sometimes the gig is like second to the actual event. If that's <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, there's been there's been plenty of occasions where Billy's um, so <laughs> Billy's climbed. He gets into monkey mode and just. Yeah, we'll climb up. Um, we'll be in a barn. There's, there was a we played at a, a place called um, oh, what barn is it? It's on the way to Bridport, Tide Barn. Mm. And um, Billy's just climbed up on a speaker, and the next minute he's up in the rafters, and the security were trying to get him down. And we're just playing, playing away, and he's he's up there. So that that was quite a, that was quite a funny one. Yeah. The security couldn't get him down; he just stayed up there. Um, that was quite a funny one. We had a. <laughs> When we went to the Alps the first time, when we came back, we, um, well, Josh drove home, he dropped me off. So it was a 16 hour drive, dropped me off. He went home, he said he went to bed. His dad came in probably about an hour later. He's like, what is going on? There's some, there's a knocking coming from your van. Like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Have, you lo- have you locked a girl in there was what he said. Right. Josh is like, what are you on about? Anyway, runs out, opens up the back of the van. There's a little refugee lad yeah, that, had been, <laughs> that had been in there for, uh, I want to say something like 20 hours. It just sat in the van because we had like a, we had a crew cab. So like we all sat in the middle and then um, people sat in the front and whatnot. And then all the band stuff was in the back. But none of us had left the van at all. Yeah. And somehow they'd got this little kid in there. So yeah, we bought a refugee back from France. That was, and we didn't get paid for it, which is a bit of a gutter. Unbelievable. But yeah, unbelievable, Jeff. 
Yeah, there's been, obviously every 10 years, there's, there's plenty, and there's probably more than I can remember, to be honest. But yeah, I think the most mental experience I've ever had when being in a band is we got to a venue in Bournemouth called Champions, which is like on the outskirts of Bournemouth, and the whole place was on fire. <laughs> and I was like, just fucking driven an hour and a half to get here. Yeah, no one's right. No one to ring you. In flames. Uh, apparently they've got like washing machines and tumble dryers downstairs and one of the tumble dryers just caught fire and just fucked everything up brilliant but um they kind of like relocated us to another music venue but it just wasn't the same um but you kind of just get into that mode don't you of just, i just want to fucking play a show like yeah of course whatever it takes at this point i'm already in the location i just want to pull my guitar out and play a couple of songs even if it is a shorter set well, yeah, we played to so the same get Val get Val again. Yeah. The same gig. It was the last gig we did on our last tour, and it was fucking hammering down with snow. And the guy was like, "Look, you're not going to be able to play." And I was like, "Look, it's our last gig. We're playing." Yeah. So we set it all up, like all our stuff. I had to we put guitar cases in front of the stage. They were all covered in snow. Yeah. Um, people were writing stuff in snow on our thing, but we had to play it because it's like bollocks to it. It's our last gig. Yeah. We're not going to be out here again for another year. Yeah. Let's just let's just do it. Love that. Yeah, man. Action and determination, people. Um, films. We'll get oh. on to worst gigs in a minute, but we'll let the good gigs settle for a sec. Yeah, okay. Favourite films. Top three. Uh, Goodfellas. Predator. Yeah. Oh, that's mad. Again, this is really... It's the top three is just so tough. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm just gonna have to say anything. I can't think. Donny Brasco. Let's go with that. Oh, yeah. So I'm a big mafia fan. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I say top three to people, they instantly come up with two, and then the last one's like a wild card. It always is a wild card. As soon as you stop recording, you go. Fuck. Yeah, it was alien. I yeah. knew it. <laughs> no, I don't have, I don't, don't, definitely the first two, but the, you know, number three, who cares? Yeah. Are you currently watching anything on Netflix? So I have like some things I watch on repeat because that's just easy for me. But um, I did watch this thing called, um, I think it's called The Big Rescue or something like that, about the, the kids that were stuck in a cave down in Thailand. Stuck in a van. Uh, stuck in a van, yeah. Fucking <laughs> vans. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, mate, it's epic. It's fuck. It's so mad. There these kids that get stuck. Can I give you a little description? Uh-huh. These kids get stuck um, because it's like monsoon season in Thailand. They walk for what seems it's it's probably about um, two thousand five hundred meters into this cave. It rains. So they get stuck. Yeah. Turns out the only people that can get them out are these fucking guys that do my that do cave diving on a weekend from up north in England. Um, so after four or five days, they get these guys to go out and fucking go and rescue them. But the only way of rescuing them is putting them to sleep. Right. Okay. Um, and putting these like masks on them, so they have to like inject them with ketamine and fuck them up, and so that they don't move, and then. It's a two and a half hour dive out. Bloody hell. What's it called? Yeah. 
Uh, I think it, I want it, it's not the last breath. Yeah, it's, I'm not being antisocial. No, mate. No, no, no. It's not on Netflix. I don't think. Sorry, bro. Uh, okay. I think it's on Disney. I went. I, threw, I went wild card on That's you there. Star, where it's just like fucking anything that's not Disney. <laughs> it's um, it's National Geographic, I think. Yeah. Uh, hang on, let me find it. Um, it's it is pretty special. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, I'll send you the link, mate. Oh, I need to get it. Where is it? No worries. I'll find the photo. Oh, there's some dark shit on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my missus loves all that sort of stuff. Jimmy Saville. Yeah, that's not good, bro. No. Yeah, that's not... Um... And then right next to Jimmy Saville, you've got Is It Cake? <laughs> yeah. The... You, wait, yeah, that's what's going on with the algorithm there. It's, yeah, it's not exactly curated to my... Oh, it's just called The Rescue, bro. The Rescue. On National Geographic, yeah. It's probably one of the most outrageous things I've ever seen. Yeah, I'll check that out. It sounds cool. Yeah. It's like 13 of them and they put them all to sleep. Hmm. And yeah, it's crazy. Have you watched Bo Burnham Inside on Netflix? No. I think you need to watch that because I think you'll appreciate it as a musician. Really? So I'll give you a brief synopsis of it, but I've spoken about it at length and I've actually got some pretty successful YouTubers coming on soon. And right. a lot of their channel is them reacting to Bo Burnham's songs because everything that he writes is like a double meaning. Right, okay. He'll write about, um, what's he say? He says something about Mexican people. And he says USA, but he's talking about USA, as in SA. Oh, as God, yeah, yeah. So he's very clever with his words. Yeah. And essentially, he stopped performing live comedy and music in 2015 because he was just getting panic attacks and he was getting really overwhelmed by all of it because it was all going a bit crazy for him and he was very, very successful. So in 2020, the very beginning of 2020, he wanted to go back out because he thought that he was in a better mental state. And then obviously COVID happened. So yeah. he'd waited five years to be able to go back outside and then he was told to stay inside. And he writes a Netflix special and he performs the entire thing by himself is fucking mad yeah that is mad that's like really um that's really putting yourself on the on the line right and you could see like if you watch the netflix special you can see that he's getting quite annoyed like he's not afraid to document the fact that he's not in a good place but there's a bit towards the end where he like actually like pushes his equipment out of the way and he's like fuck this i'm done but he also doesn't want the special to end because it's the only thing that's keeping him from putting a bullet in his head. <laughs> oh my God. It's like a really weird paradox of like what it's like being a musician and creative people are obviously, if you put them in a box, they'll find a way to be creative. To get out. Oh yeah. 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 Always. Yeah. Let yeah. me check that out. And it's on YouTube as well. Cause they've just done like an extra sort of version of it where you can see how he comes up with the songs that he writes and like the behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't this like you just you just said um about um you know if the creative finds a way it was wasn't it similar with you um creating the podcast? Yeah, October yeah. 2020. Yeah, because everyone's just sat at home like, what the fuck am I doing? Realize that I've got a lot of connections musically, and I also didn't want this to just be music people. 
I knew that I could make this a variety podcast and I don't expect everyone to listen to every single episode. But yeah, I've done all right, I think. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah. So yeah, it's all about, I'm not exactly a creative person, but I don't like staring at walls. I like to keep busy and try and keep myself as engaged as possible. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's all good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Fantastic. So yeah, favourite films. So we've, we've done that. Yeah. Questions. Before we do quick fire questions, actually, what's the worst gig you've ever played? Oh, uh, <laughs> I bet this is tricky because you played so many. Yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> Just gigs, people. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Well, we did. I think I don't want to play. I don't want to say any names, but yeah, of course. We played a local festival and it was the first time that they wanted to do it. And it was really busy, I remember. And um, and there was just this, and the soundies just could not find it. We had like this, um, uh, you know, when you just get like a, a hum or a, mm-hmm. but it was, it was feedback and it was really loud. Yeah. And it came on halfway through, well, not even halfway through, like one song into our set. And so it was just feeding back the whole time, like really, really loud feedback. And it's like, well, you just have to carry on, carry on, carry on. And it's like, mate, you need to find this. Yeah. And it was quite frustrating because you obviously want to jump down. You don't, no, you don't want to jump down and take the, out of the soundies' hands. But it, it was just like, mate, come on. Yeah. You've only got to mute the fucking channels. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that wasn't a good gig. Um, there's, I mean, I've played gigs where... And also when I'm like really over touch, they say we've done like, so in August, we've got eight gigs in a row. Yeah. Um, and by like gig number five, I know if I've not looked after myself, I'll be burnt out, mm-hmm. tired. Um, and it doesn't take long for me to start looking for the negatives in it rather than, yeah. So yeah, there's been some gigs where I've been totally absolutely bollocks or burnt out and not enjoyed it. But I don't think there's, it's always good. I think it's the, because we're around the people that I'm around. It's not, you can always just sort of take the piss out of it. <laughs> um, I think playing solo is definitely harder. So there was a few solo gigs that were fucking hard. Yeah, but. It's about the people that you're with, isn't it? Because I think so, mate. Yeah, honestly, like I, I think gigging solo for me was so difficult. Mm. I, I mean, I, I, it's great. I think it's great to do it now and then, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, they weren't enjoyable for me at all. Yeah, I'd say they were some of my worst when I was playing to like a bunch of pissed up people and I'm like, I just want to play radio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it's important to have people in your band and your tribe that can help you when you're feeling a bit low and likewise you can help them when... Yeah, 100%. Yeah, my Billy Hutchinson's like so... He's just so uh, energetic and so happy all the time. Must be fucking exhausted, but yeah, he's, he's definitely one to have on your side. Yeah, so so much time in a van. This, it's it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, and you don't, you don't want to be, you don't really want a moaner or a, a, a someone who is a bit, um, yeah, a bit of a, a no can do person, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll get on to meal deals in a bit. I forgot last episode, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm going to do a fucking public apology. I'm, I'm sorry, people. I just completely fucking forgot. 
<laughs> the cost of living at the moment a meal deal is about nine quid so yeah yeah I'm, that I'm was about and if i can't have them because i'll just end up crying in a corner um mate, mate connor bought it out the other day it's like the meal yeah. deal's gone up bruv and i'm like what he's like meal deal's gone up can you believe it and we're sat in the we're in the garage and he's going mate it's gone up like 50 p yeah and i was like right yeah so yeah mate Okay, yeah, but Connor but, uh, knows his way around a meal deal. I'm telling you that now. Well, that's that's okay. why he's on for a bit, but he's fucked it, hasn't he? Little shit. Yeah, well, he's tired, man. He's been busy, to be fair. Useless. I'm calling you out right now, Connor. I challenge you to a rap battle. <laughs> um, right, yeah, so meal deal in a bit. Yeah. Best service station you've ever been to. Oh, God. I don't think this is. I don't think this is tricky. Um, there is a service station. It's in France. Mm. Bloody French. They get everything right. But um, you walk in and there was like um, a delicatessen. As you walk in, you pick up whatever you want, like fruit fruit smoothies and croissants and da 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 da, da. But then upstairs, there's Burger King if you want to be dirty. Yeah. Or they just had everything there. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know where it is in France, though, so it's kind of a cop-out. I think the best English one is definitely on the way back from, uh, I think it's Reading or that way. It begins with a H, can't remember what it's called. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, I'm always hitting up round, round, Roundhams mm. because that's, we're always doing the M3. Yeah, yeah. Uh, M20, yeah. Fleet's good. Fleet ain't bad, mm. yeah. It's quite expensive. It's obviously they've got you by the balls there, don't they? At a station, so you can just charge whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah. Bastards. I would imagine driving to work at a service station, though, bro. I mean, I, I don't, yeah. I can't. I think that about people in airports. Yeah. I think a lot of them are employed because they missed their flight. Yeah, <laughs> they just never went back. They just trying to just live in the fucking airport. Oh, you missed your flight, mate. Ah, oh, fuck it. You got any what? You got any jobs on? Yeah, sweet. Sleep in the baggage claim. Just going around and around. <laughs> we got another one. Listen, your job, bud. Yeah, go oh, on then. We got a little one behind you. <laughs> oh, all right, bud. Yeah. All right. I'm busy at the minute. Do you want to go and see mummy? Classic. There we go. Thank you. That is real life, people. That is real life, mate. I'm just like one of those news presenters now. This is like Zoom 101, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, quick fire questions. Yeah. So, I don't know if you've heard any of these, but they're pretty out there. So, bear with me. Mm-hmm. Is a Kinder Egg a nice bit of chocolate with a gift inside of it, or is it a shit bit of chocolate that you just use for the toy? It's the shittest bit of chocolate that you use for the toy. Nice. It's not, it's fucking tiny. Yeah. Baby Bell or she strength? <sighs> Baby Bell. Reluctantly. <laughs> yeah. Who eats those? Yeah. Camping in a tent or a static caravan for one week? Static caravan all day. Nice. Living in a city or living in the countryside? Countryside. Chocolate or sweets? Sweets. Bath or shower? Shower. What else have I got? 
Chocolate orange or mint chocolate? Mint chocolate. Uh, there's another one here. Two seconds. I cannot find it for the life of me. There's one more quick fire, and then we've got a prison question. <laughs> Lots of aggressive segues. That... <laughs> Morning, Love it. Mornings or evenings, that was it. Oh, evenings, man. I'm not a morning person. No, fair enough. If you could go, if you could go, as if it's like something you want to do. If, if you, you could go to prison. Yeah. Take a game show prize. <laughs> it's what you're going to Oh, I'm off to prison again. I'd rather take a fucking speedboat in Birmingham than go to prison. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Right, so if you go to prison, you get £10,000 a day cash. It's a very, very violent prison, though. It's a maximum security prison, and the maximum amount of time you can stay in there is six years. The maximum or the minimum? Maximum. Yeah, no, I wouldn't go for one day. Nah. Fair enough. Nah. Any reason uh, why? Just not worth it. Just, nah, I just wouldn't do it, man. Yeah. Fuck that. I reckon that'd be scary as shit. Yeah. Wouldn't it? I think I'd do it for three months and then I'm out. And then well, Ben, it's a very you there's a, there's some things. You ain't gonna be the same. You ain't gonna be the same again. You can't just be like, oh listen, I'll do three months. You're gonna get shanked up. You're gonna do shit to you. Yeah, you're gonna come out, you'll you'll come out with tattoos. You'll be like Meg or Family Car when she comes out, she's just yeah, yeah, people yeah. up. Just, <laughs> you just be like a certain dominance wherever you go. Yeah, yeah. Try. Hey, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Being the better, what is it? Be beta version of myself. It's the beta version. I've never been the alpha, mate. But yeah. <laughs> um, minor inconveniences. So, is there anything currently that pisses you off a little bit that you want to get off your chest? Um. Yeah. I guess shit telly. Shit telly. Yeah, like, you know, people are watching so much fucking shit telly. Also, actually, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. Yeah, let's talk about that. Right. Not that I want to talk about the trial in depth, but I want to talk about why the fuck are we watching that when there's a fucking war in Ukraine, yeah. there's people dying places, there's... I mean, obviously... But that's been the the, the story of fucking forever. But I mean, that shit always niggles me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Is it better than Love Island, though? I don't know. This is the trouble, isn't it? I mean, is it is it better? Is it sometimes you bet you don't know, or is it here? Here's a fucking shiny toy. Take that. I, think, I don't know. I think the trial shows that if you are at a certain level in life, then everything you do is televised, and everything you do is public. And yeah. I don't know if I want that. No. Um, I got a little little in the back again. Okay. No worries. What does he oh, think? Right, uh, I don't, yeah. Don't His inconvenience will be um Sorry. he doesn't want to go to bed yet. <laughs> yeah. Or me being in the on because of the telly. What did he think of the trial? Tommy, what did you think of the trial, mate? Any good? What did you think of the trial? Any good? Yeah, loves it. There we go. He's five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does he know what a meal did? Does he ever? 
but yeah, um, it was a weird trial. I think Amber Heard thought she had a bit of a gravy train, and it's massively backfired on her. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was probably like a sort of result of the Me Too movement of we can now call out rich white people with power. Yeah. It turns out that Johnny Depp never actually did anything wrong. No. So it's, no. it's going to go the way that you want. No, yeah, it was so strange to hit her behavior was so strange. Yeah. Yeah. When you just bring it down to like raw materials and like facts and not lying and actually just telling the truth. You yeah. see her start to unravel quite a lot, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, mate. Batman. <laughs> he wants Batman. Mate, oh, can you go and see mummy quickly? I'll be two minutes. I know, I'm, I'm just doing something quickly. Look, I'm on a podcast, look. Come and have a look. Can you see what I'm doing? Come on. Okay. All right, okay, be quiet then. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I wish, I wish. Right, meal deal question. Yes, let's go. It's up, so let's make it worthwhile. You're on the road, you pass a Tesco's, co-op, Morrison's, delete is appropriate. Mm-hmm. You're... You know, you don't have lunch on you, you're stuck, and you think, I really fancy a drink, a sandwich, and a packet of crisps, or a chocolate bar. What are you picking and why? Always go chicken, mayonnaise in Tesco's, white bread, or tuna, uh, cheese and onion, Walker's cheese and onion, and a bottle of water. But I have to say, I'm not really a Tesco's meal deal dude. I'm going to have to put myself out of the box here. I always go to a Marks and Spencer's. Jesus Christ, you think you know someone? Yes, mate. See? And then, like, and then my meal deal becomes £9. Yeah, are there many Marks and Spencer's? On the road? Yeah. Yeah, because when we go to yeah, any B, most, well, not most BB BP garages, but see, when, we, when we're on the road, we go towards a BP garage just in case they have a Marks and Spencer's. Because the crisps are, yeah, yeah. There you go. You read it here first. There you go, mate. Fantastic. Right. So that is everything that I needed. I think. Awesome. Any questions for me, or do you have any plans for the future involving the Lego Man, your solo stuff, you as a person? Any more kids that can interrupt us? Anything? Yeah. I I I think. (laughs) <laughs> I think he definitely wants to show me his Batman or something. But do you think you'll play in a, ba- a band? Do you think you'll you'll play music like get playing again? No, I think if I wanted to do something like that, I would love to own my own music studio. Yeah, because then I can also record the podcast in it. Yeah, um, I like the idea of being around musicians. Yeah. The amount of fucking work I put in when I was about 22, 23, and I'm now 32. The mm. amount of slogging I did and the amount of networking I tried to do and the amount of Facebook groups I joined to try and get a gig. Yeah. It was a fucking slog, mate. Like, yeah. You know this off the top of your head, you know. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah. Do it. And I, I don't know how people do it, mate, because it's no. a competitive market now. Oh, mate. It's just, I mean, I think. The trouble is when you're playing original, so this is the we ended up paying to play. Yeah. For like, you know, and we'd be you're thinking, right, okay, 
we went on BBC introducing, um, we went down to Brighton, we did a bit there, and then suddenly we had all these um, so-called uh, promoters. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, well, we've got the Ordinary Boys. Do you want to support the Ordinary Boys? But, oh, yeah, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, it's 250 or 300 quid up front, mm-hmm. and we'll give you the tickets. Then you've got to sell the tickets. So what they're not doing, and they're called, and they're called I don't know, remember what they called themselves, but uh, Absent Kelly, I think. But they weren't, so they weren't doing anything. You were just, you you were paying for the tickets. And then if you didn't sell them, it's fine because they still had that money anyway. They're just chucking a big name out there or a venue. Be like, where's well, a venue in London? You could go and play like, um, we played in Fiddler's Elbow. We played in uh, the Alley Cat in, um, in Brixton. Um, yeah, we played O2, Islington and stuff like that. But it was, again... It was such a slog, and you ended up having to pay your way pretty much. Yeah, to do it, and yeah, I remember we got paid like eighteen quid, and it probably yeah. cost us fucking like three hundred quid just to get there. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's not worth the squeeze sometimes, but we go along. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Tricky, yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Well, um, it'd be good if you if you do get some studio space and something like that. I think that would be that'd be an awesome thing to do. I'd like to session for some bands, like if they come to the studio without a bassist. Yeah. They just want to lay down some tracks, then I'd be up to helping them out. Mm. Um, but I, I can't do that road mentality anymore. No, no, no. I just, I don't know how people do it. Like, I would have to hire a driver if I was in a van now. And that makes me sound like the biggest twat going. Well, no, we, we, we hire a driver. Yeah. 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 There we go. So, yeah. going to the Alps next year? Yeah, we got, um, I think that'll probably be the last one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got an Alps trip and then Nice again. And then I think we're off to Toulouse next month for a wedding. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Keeping it floating along. Love it. Keep Keeping it going, bro. Any parting words? Um, It's just really good to talk to you, brother. So thank you for having me on. No worries. Keep up the good work, man. I'll try my best. All right. Next week, we have the ex-drummer of Devon Townsend. Awesome. And he is now in a band called I'm on a Lift. Uh, he's a very positive chap, much like Ollie. Um, and he actually does talks now, talking about like positive and sort of trying to keep yourself going. And obviously, COVID's knocked everyone for six. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to having him on. And... Um, that should be a pretty successful episode. And then next Thursday, because I'm now doing two a week, we've cool, got look at you. Jane, the CEO of SetSurf, which is one of the sponsors of Absolute Bedlam. So we'll find out how it all came to be, her Dragon's Den experience. And uh, yeah, man, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, and you, dude. Thank you so much for having me on. We'll have to get you on in a couple of months or something and see how uh, everything's going, all right? I'd love to do that, Ben. Nice one, brother. No worries. Take care. Cheers, man. Thanks, guys, keep it bedlam. Bye-bye. Hello, guys. Got a new ad read for you from a company called Optimus U. Um, so they are a fitness and sportswear company. Um, they are an excellent example of how fitness and sportswear should be achieved. They are going towards the fully sustainable route, which I am well behind 
planting a tree and all that sort of stuff for every purchase. So I've got this to read out. I've got Optimus U. We are much more than just a sportswear brand. We are a community full of fighters for 100% of the people, absolutely zero discrimination, and only using the very, very best quality in organic, sustainable materials made ethically here in Europe. Whether you're taking your dog for a walk or hitting that new personal best in the gym, let us help you along your journey and letting you become the most optimus version of yourself. Recently got these on board because I think that Luke from Optimus U is a fantastic example of a leader and lockdown has helped him create and develop this amazing brand um, and they are incredibly involved, they're incredibly inclusive like I say and I cannot recommend them enough so give them a go at optimusu.co.uk if you use my code which is bedlam10 bedlam10 you'll get 10% off your order and I, I just I think they're fantastic um, they haven't put a foot wrong truly absolutely awesome company um, I've recently been given a shirt and hoodie from them and I will be ordering some more stuff from them very very soon so shout out to optimusu uh, right Back to the episode. Cheers, guys. Bye. Hello. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Just got an ad read from a new sponsor called Set Surf. So, Set Surf is a small British company passionate about mineral sunscreen and natural skin protection. Our range of sunscreens and creams are designed to protect your skin naturally without harsh chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life. So if anyone knows me in real life, they'll know that I'm from a seaside town and one of the most important things when you go to the beach and probably anywhere in the world really, to be fair, is sun cream. And we all know how much of an absolute disaster it can be when you go to the beach without sun cream. So I want to make sure that people are using the right sun cream and not the rubbish cheap alternatives from many many supermarkets <laughs> i won't call any out um but yeah this is how set surf is different from all that cheap nasty stuff that will just about get the job done so it's 100 percent mineral we don't use any harsh or weird chemicals to reach spf 50 they just use zinc oxide and titanium dioxide which makes them perfect for sensitive skin and all of your kids it's reef safe because we Use no chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life at all. Our sunscreens are genuinely reef safe. They're also non-nano. We use non-nano sized particles which don't sink into the deeper layers of your skin like you get with some chemical sunscreens. It rubs in virtually clear. So set sunscreen rubs in very well without leaving any chalky marks or residue on your skin, and they are also very, very water resistant. Lastly, they are packed with good stuff. They contain Kalahari melon oil, argan oil, and aloe vera to nourish and moisturize your skin. If you shop the range at www.setsurf.com, use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off any of the products on their website. So that's www.setsurf.com and use the code BEDLAM20 
to get 20% off of anything on their website. Right, another ad read coming right up. See you later.